The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Nine after 10 o'clock, welcome to the second hour of the show. Uh, Coming up in this hour, we'll be looking at some of the technology commercialization enterprise that is the CSIR C-Cubed. It is a fully owned CSIR company that will be dedicated particularly to driving technology and um, aspects of commercialization around technology. So that's the conversation um, that we are going to be having shortly. I'm joined by the newly appointed CSIR board chairperson, Vuyani Jahana. He's been a very busy man. Not too long ago, we spoke to him. He was busy talking about unlocking investment opportunities down in the Eastern Cape and, you know, some of the areas and opportunities for funding there. So um, now coming in as the CSIR board chairperson, Mr. Jahana, good morning. Uh, morning, Cathy, and morning to the listeners. You clearly don't have enough keeping you busy these days. No, no, I have, I'm quite busy, so, <laughs> but also have to make the contribution to yes, society. Yes, yes. So, so you just keep adding to that list? No, not much, actually. So other than ECDC, CSIR is the, is the next one. So my, my big focus is on uh, supporting the broader uh, government agenda to drive the economy. So CSIR and ECDC are the agencies that I feel... Um, one can make a contribution to society. Let's talk about why we're here today. CSIRC Cubed, what is it? Uh, CSIRC Cubed is a commercialization vehicle uh, for the CSIR. Uh, South Africans would know that uh, the CSIR is an innovative agency of the state focusing on industrial research and innovation. There's a lot of patents, a lot of innovation products that sit inside CSIR. Uh, scientific discovery, um, if you like, uh, and innovation patents. So we have to take those uh, into the market. We have to build products uh, leveraging the, the IP that sits inside CSIR. So we've had the effort to create uh, this entity whose job is going to focus on commercialization, which means taking CSIR IP, also working with industry, entrepreneurs, innovators, SMEs, to build products that can be taken into the market to drive the South African economy. That, that's what we mm. are doing today. What have you identified as the opportunity cost, perhaps, when it comes to the current framework of how the CSIR operates without, let's say, this commercialization entity or this new entity you're now building? So there are Obviously, the, we, we, have, we have the scientists that have to continue to do scientific discovery and inventions. What we see as an opportunity is the fact that the, the results, the outputs of those, of those discoveries, as patents, as IP, then the gap is how do you take that and into products that can be scaled into the market. It's about scalability, scaling the impact, but also mm-hmm. creating the opportunity for industry and other innovators to come into CSIR and bring their own IP, which we can blend and build um, transformational products into the market. So it's about scaling. It's about giving opportunity for South African innovators to actually come to the, to the CSIR, use CSIR IP and the platform for innovation, 
combined with their own IP and build products that can transform society. So that's that's a gap. So so it's almost like two orbits. There's a scientific discovery and an invention. CSR will continue to do that. Orbit two is around transla- translating that into mm. social and economic impact. You do that through products, through IP licensing, but also building products together with industry. So that's a gap. If, if you talk about building products and wanting to bring on board young innovators, whether they're scientists or from different fields, really, part of what that will require is funding. Absolutely. What does that mean? Does that mean that this entity will also be supporting um, some of these innovators or even scientists that are behind uh, the, the, the innovations? So actually, we, we, we have to look at the, at the ecosystem of partners, hmm. uh, the development finance institutions, uh, venture capitalists that will come and see innovation and pick and understand and say, well, there's an opportunity in this product. It's got legs, can go to market. We think that the venture capitalists will come in and pick those and actually finance them. Mm-hmm. DFIs will also have access to see the innovation that is happening. So our big commitment is around creating a platform for innovation, uh, uh, jointly developing IP, leveraging a CSR's platform for innovation. But I think uh, DFIs will, will come to the party. Uh, other innovators, the investors, the venture capitalists will come and pick products that they feel uh, they can back and take to market. Who is going to own this entity? Who owns this entity? The entity is fully owned by CSIR, so it's a subsidiary of the CSIR. It's going to focus on commercialization. Obviously, there are commercial models that will sit in this where there's a combination of IP. In the case where the, there's a combination of IP, CSIR, and the private, a private sector IP, so there will be a model of how then do you take it to market on a win-win basis. Where it's a CSIR IP that's being licensed into private sector, there will be licensing agreements and how you take that to market. So the mm. key thing here is to drive scale of intervention. So we want the, want the fruits of science, of scientific discovery and intervention to fall into the hands of the ordinary people. And you do that by scaling intervention. So that's what this entity mm. will do. Which sectors do you believe are going to benefit significantly from this kind of work? So it's a, it's a wide range of sectors mm. in the healthcare area. I mean, there are almost 18 uh, clusters here, and the CEO will talk about them when he presents that uh, are ready for picking in the realm of commercialization. But also in the area of digitization, also big opportunities to, for innovators on the digital uh, digitization of, of technology and society. There are also opportunities there. So whether you're talking about healthcare, you talk about digital platforms uh, to to support agriculture and so on. So th- there's a wide range of mm. opportunities uh, that uh, that CSR has today. At, at which point do you look at what is under development, right, from some of this IP that you're talking about and then say, actually, this is now something that we believe is ready for market because sitting and working on maybe... 18 potentially great ideas, but that still need development. Sometimes it's hard to tell when something is actually going to be ready for market. So in terms of your short to medium term projections, when do you think you're actually going to be able to start taking some of these ideas to market and actually see the fruit of, of, of them. Yeah, look, I think it's at different maturity levels, yeah. if you like. And as, as I said, they're almost like 
18 cluster, 18, 18 products today that are ready for commercialization in, across the clusters of CSIR. So that's, those are ready for commercialization. Mm. But also what's important is when you have the team on the C-cubed, their job is to pick the innovation, begin to develop a roadmap around the new product build, and uh, is it a pure CSR uh, IP, or will it be a combination of CSR and private sector, and then there will be a roadmap. But what we have today is that already CSR is on that path. What we need to do is to scale. That is why we are, we are setting up the entity, so that it's got a dedicated team whose job is to drive this and make sure that it gives results and it drives impact in society. When you look at the prospects of an entity such as this, I mean, what kind of opportunities do you think it's going to unlock for the country? And with the kind of work that the CSIR does, um, you know, it was really crucial under COVID-19, especially when we started having conversations around vaccines, um, you know, mRNAs, et cetera, et cetera. So these are technologies that... I'm assuming, are not just going to be useful for South Africa, but it's technologies that you can take anywhere in the world. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Hi, Kathy. You know, voting is a liberating tool. But uh, hey, nowadays, I don't know, maybe it's just a, a modern way of enslaving people from the ghetto. So don't be surprised when people uh, on weekends making some rice, drinking their beers. Because they know after election, the man with a suit, you'll never see him physically on the street. You'll be in parliament howling at each other. So. It's just a, a miracle around, you know, politics nowadays is outfitted. It's just a ticket to the riches. So we must never blame one another for not voting. We've been voting, we've been suffering. So look what is happening in the country. The country is fragmented. So let everyone exercise his will. WP Ramslin Pope. Uh, morning, Siskepi. Uh, this is Nabs Etibala, Westcam Castle. The investment made or the commitment made by the minister towards uh, the foreign uh, owned spaza shops is good. I just feel as if it is misdirected. If it can be directed straight to the manufacturers of the goods that they are selling, then we would have uh, nailed it. So if they can just change it and direct straight to that, then we'll have the best because closing the spaza shops here while the supply is there, they'll just change the prices on the addresses. Thanks a lot and have a good day. Morning, Kete, morning, Kete. You see, Kete, here in South Africa, all the groups, the unions, the taxi industry, construction mafias, extortions, criminality, all these big groups has guns, you see? And we are good at it, praising, praising, praising them. It looks like it's only South Africa which was under colonials. In Zimbabwe, things can't be the same. Mozambique here can't be like here in South Africa. 
I blame ANC for opening doors of all of this. Yes, we're under apartheid, but doesn't that doesn't give us the right to own guns to, for criminality, for whatever is doing here, raping, murder, corruption, but we are doing nothing. That can't be true, Moses Teben. Hey, I get the Wampalaya straight. I'm going to vote yeah. I am going to make a mark and at least hopefully we'll get a new government yeah. even fellow South Africans may we not complain on our couches but may we go and vote and make a difference thank you Kathy. great show Kathy, and to the SAFM listeners the reason why I don't vote Angel, is because uh, we are treated like voice, voice notes in radio stations. We are only used as fillers, gap fillers, Ganjar. So, I mean, tell us come vote, come vote, but nothing happens. Nothing happens. So I voted once, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll vote again. I'll uh, have to wait and see. Uh, good morning, Kathy and the SFM listeners. The reason why some of us are not voting is that we can't go to the polls while we are hungry, while we are not working. Some of us are from Vasit. We'll be there to Vasit from three to four years to six years, but at the end of the day, we are not employed. But the politicians, they are telling us that our votes are, are that important when it's election time. Look at us on the street. It's either we are abusing drugs. It's either we don't trust our politicians. There are no politicians who represent us in parliament because we see those guys who are very old talking about justice, talking about accountability, but our society is suffering from by protein. Hi, this is Da from Durban, just to say that um, I think we grew up where it was taught to us from a very young age that it was our responsibility. Our parents made sure we registered to vote. And um, yeah, I think we should adopt an attitude like many other countries where you actually get a fine if you don't vote because it's just um, pure laziness and uh, yeah, like you say, taking the day off. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. We are live at the launch of a CSIR C-Cubed. You heard from the um, chairperson of the CSIR board, Vuyani Jahana, exactly um, what this enterprise is set to do, commercialize some of the ideas and innovations that already exist within the organization and making sure that, you know, products are developed out of this, these innovations and they get working, they get to making money. Well, let's find out from some of those that are going to be running with the day-to-day operations of this enterprise. We're joined by Dr. Rachel Chikwamba, who is Group Executive at Advanced Chemistry and Life Sciences. Dr. Chikwamba, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your audience. 
Also joining us this morning, Dr. Moto Dimasirumule, who is the Group Executive, Advanced Production and Security. Uh, Dr. Motodi, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to our listeners. We're happy to be here. And it's a pleasure to have both of you here. Uh, I was saying earlier to Mr. Jahana when he was on that often when we look at institutions like the CSIR, we know you're all very busy and you all do very important work. But these are often very complex conversations to have mm. and to try and to make Kathy understand what it is that you're so busy with every single day. We just know that it's, it's serious and it's important and we all need it. Yeah. But w often it's hard to grasp what it is that is actually happening. So I'm going to ask you in this conversation to please, you know, simplify it as much as possible for me. I'm not the smartest crayon. I'm not the brightest <laughs> crayon in the box. Um, and, and Dr. Chikwamba, I'm going to begin with you. Mm -hmm. This commercialization enterprise, this business effectively that you're setting up so that whatever it is you create under the CSIR, you can put in there and then you can sell off to other people. What is the opportunity that you're seeing out of it? And, and what are some of these innovations you know, that, that, that you're talking about? There is an opportunity. There are many opportunities, in fact, in the market. But before I do that, perhaps let me tell you who we are and what we do. Mm. I think the chair would have done a lot of that. We have a lot of scientists, engineers, and technologists, and we are problem solvers, to put it very simply. Mm. We look at, to come to your question now, we look at the challenges that are in the various sectors. We think deeply about improving their economic performance, their competitiveness. We think about growing the enterprises therein. We also think about the related government functions that are supposed to support this. How do we enable them? So this particular business of ours is very responsive to the challenges in the different markets, if I were to give an example, because you said, what are some of those things that we have here today? You know the challenge that we face in importing our pharmaceuticals. One of the technologies that we are displaying today is a technology where we locally manufacture biotech drugs, protein-made drugs, what we call biologics locally and we have a portfolio of these therapeutics that we want to commercialize so it's the therapeutic and the methodology to actually make it so that we can locally make pharmaceuticals and address our trade deficit we have technologies in my area and i would leave dr masrimula to talk about the engineering technologies but we have technologies in my area for example where we have drugs that are developed in the west that we then import that cause about 12 billion rand a year in adverse drug reactions costing the taxpayer money, not from treating the disease, but from the adverse reaction. So we've got a screening service technology that looks at the genetics of African people, our makeup. And then it says, how do we metabolize drugs? And this should be a guide for people who make drugs to then make sure that they are safe for us as Africans and also for our regulator, SAPRA, to make sure that they can track the challenges that we have. I could go on. D Dr. Chikwamba, you're speaking my language now. N now I'm beginning to understand w what it is that you, everybody at the CSIR is actually busy with and why this vehicle is so important. Um, the bar has been set very high, so I'm going to give you a breather by going to the latest news headlines. Right. When we come back, I'm going to hear the division that you're dealing with specifically and what it is that 
you are also contributing um, to all of these uh, projects. We'll continue the conversation in a moment. Let's take the latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. We're talking about the CSIR Cubed Enterprise, the company that is being set up really to commercialize the innovations within the CSIR. I'm sitting with the group executives for that particular entity, Dr. Rachel Chikwamba, who is um, with the Advanced Chemistry and Life Sciences. She's a group executive uh, for that. And Dr. Mutodi Masirumule, who is also with the Advanced production and security. So, Dr. Motodi, your opportunity to tell us about the work, the products that are being developed. No, thank you, Kathy. The advanced production and security uh, division consists of three, uh, three areas. Uh, mining, manufacturing, defense and security. Uh, they are largely engineering based, as Dr. Shikwamba has indicated. Now, let me talk about everyday problems that we're, uh, we're, we're consumed with. Um, a few years ago, the, uh, there was a, a, a tailings mining, uh, 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 a tailings dam that blew up. Uh, in mm. Now, one of the technologies that, uh, that my team is, uh, is preoccupied with is the monitoring of, of a dam like that, uh, where we, you, you have sensors that, um, and, and sensors, uh, that include uh, a UAV synthetic aperture radar that monitors the movement in the dam. So if the dam is degrading, you will be, be able to tell ahead of time so that then you, you tell the decision makers so that they can, if they have to evacuate people, they can do the evacuation. And, uh, and but they monitor this on an ongoing basis. Mm. That's, that's the technology that should be online mm. in the, in the next couple of years. Now, another uh, problem that bedevils us is the, 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 the issue of challenges in mining, uh, illegal mining, for instance. Mm. Now, there is a there is capacity. Um, uh, there is a technology that cuts in both ways. Uh, about five to ten years ago, there was a serious. Pro we still have a serious problem with, with round poaching. We developed systems that gave the, uh, you know, the uh, the Kruger National Park and, and other related uh, entities a fighting chance. Uh, we developed a system that was able to cut mining poaching by over 97% in the first year. So you have several sensors that uh, monitor a, you know, a radius of about 200. I'm, I'm sorry, 20 kilometers. Uh, it, it is able to identify. Um, Remember, there are a lot of uh, animals mm. and people, uh, so poachers just sort of, sort of um, uh, are in the mix. But the system is able to identify uh, which are people and what are animals and monitor them so that the uh, so that the people managing the area will be able to determine where they are going to arrest these folks. And uh, element of surprise, hundred uh, percent conviction rate, and uh, and and we we have our. Our environmental assets intact, so the uh, and we continue to in innovate quite quite strongly in in in, in those areas. Mm. So, in terms of uh, the uh, you know uh, the capacity of the state, uh, we we support the, uh, the the defense force uh, so that it's it's a smart user 
of technology. And as you will see, we have a good number of systems in there that tackle practical problems. So we are not, as you, as you talk to us, uh, you are a, exactly our ideal client or, uh, because we will be able to talk at problems at that level. We will dip into the science and engineering at the right time, but these, we are looking at everyday problems. The technologies that we are developing, will, uh, we intend to, to make sure that they are produced in the country, they are sold abroad to, improve mm. the, to increase the number of jobs, to improve the balance of payments, so that uh, you know, the, the, the country gets better with, the, with each success. So we we have a lot Sorry. of problems in in this country, right? And mm -hmm. I wonder when it comes to the question around which which X do you solve for? Yeah. Do you, as the CSIR, decide that okay, rhino poaching is now getting out of hand, so we need to focus our energies on that, or are you often just approached by government to say, look? Or industry, we have these problems. I mean, one problem that I can think of, top of mind, is um, you know what has been happening with the payment of grants and mm -hmm. and SASA, right? Mm -hmm. That's a big problem, right? And you have all of these cash and transit heists that are happening. You don't have ATMs in rural areas, so that's a problem that needs a solution. Absolutely. Now. Who gets to decide what solutions are being worked on by the CSIR? So let me start. And then the two problems that you <laughs> spoke about are exactly up my colleagues, Ali. The mm. uh, cash in transit and uh, the SOSA challenge. Uh, but let me talk about how we work. So a few years ago, about going on five years ago now, we went through a strategy review process where we looked at where we were as an organization. And we found that we really had very strong capabilities, very strong science. And we decided then that we're going to harness that strong technical base and direct it now towards uh, economic sectors of our country where technology and innovation can actually move the needle. So when you look at the way that we are organized in advanced agriculture and food and uh, chemicals and chemistry and materials, and health, defense, sec defense and security mining, all our businesses are aligned with the core sectors that we believe that if we innovate to solve critical challenges therein, we'll be able to make a shift, a step change in the economic performance of our country. So that's an overall philosophy. Of course, ultimately, as per our mandate, we think about how does everything that we do every day improve the quality of life for people? How do we touch lives with our innovations? People approach us to say, there is a challenge in our sector that's like this and like that. Motori, perhaps a good one would be the way you deal with refurbishing ESCOM um, turbines. Is an example, a exactly. practical example. Of people approach us and they say, here is the problem. Then we pull together all our capabilities depending on the challenge in hand from across our organization and we create a solution for that particular challenge. We also have our antennae and our radar out. We look at what are those challenges that are out there. What is the leading age? Where is the leading age of technology? How do we keep track of that, sharpen our capabilities and then harness the same? to direct and solve challenges that are in our system. We don't wait always for someone to come and present the problem. Mm. So we are very proactive, we push technology, but we're also very responsive, 
we address problems as they are very as they are faced and we're very agile to then say if something just happens overnight like a disaster for example we get involved in disaster management and we bring our technological solutions to do that so that's generally how we work but with respect to particular technologies i would um, hand over to my colleague perhaps to cite a few yes thank thank you dr chukamba now you will know uh, a few years ago we, we uh, the, the the pandemic befell us now in less than three months, we were able to, to start uh, the development of uh, ventilators from scratch. At the end of three months, we had manufactured close to 20,000. Uh, because the, at the time, there was a general fear globally that each country will hog their, you know, their, their whatever they had, ventilators they had. So we had to develop one quickly because mm. we didn't know one how many people were going to be, be, be severely ill, but we didn't want to lose as many people. So it's something. So a quick reaction task of that level, and uh, in in Dr. Shikwamba's group as well, we were able to to have testing, and uh, and a whole lot of provide a whole lot of services that we previously did not. Um, now, the with the um, uh, you you uh, you made mention of uh, Sasa Sasa grants. We, we, we talked to the department many years ago, I think it's at least 10 years now, yeah. uh, in terms of how to, uh, how, to, how to develop an internal capacity to do this thing. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, they can only say where, where things went wrong. Uh, but in terms of capacity to do this, we, we, we believe in, the, uh, in having a capable state. A state in which the you know the the, the the government departments create a capacity to then deliver services effectively. Um, in terms of, uh, by the way, your smart card. Uh, the Department of Home Affairs came to us and said, no, we, we, we they wanted to develop a smart card. We 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 developed the specifications that included uh, security features, how to do this well, and all of. And we're still having a very good working relationship with the uh, with the Department of Home Affairs on that. Mm. So. Coincidentally, all the challenges that we have mentioned, we are, we have we are busy developing solutions. We've developed solutions that are, are already in line. So, the, uh, so in essence, uh, uh, the the gov government comes to us and say we have this problem and we have the capacity to react to it. Uh, is uh, the, the, the 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 pandemic being a case in point? Uh, the home affairs uh, ID smart ID uh, issue being a case in point. Now the um, escom. We are able to refurbish the very these huge turbines mm. that that um, that would cost millions and millions and hundreds of millions of rands for for ESCOM to, to 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 procure new ones. We are able to make them better than new with uh, using laser threading, uh, and and you know and 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 we are able to reduce the the, the severity of uh, of load shedding in in doing so. So we are we are we are. We are in the middle of this thing, but the, 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 the relevance of this vehicle mm. is that as we develop these technologies, we, want, we develop them to the point where new technologies then uh, get, uh, get are used to, to, to set up companies that then service a broader market, international and, and local market, uh, so that we can then create jobs in, in country for, 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 for these services to be dispensed around the world. So... Dr. Mutodi, as I listen to you and Dr. Chigwamba, you know, you both sound like incredibly smart people who, who know what you're doing. So I'm going to put you a bit on the spot. 
Are there instances where you sit and you look at the problems that, some of the problems that we face in this country, and you ask yourselves, but why do we have this problem? When we could have solved it overnight, or when things happen and you think, how did this happen when we actually have technology that can solve it? So what I'm pointing to is, where's the gap between the work that experts like yourself do at the cutting edge of technology and innovations that you are so confident in that you're setting up a company to sell and take to the rest of the world? Where's the gap between that work versus what we then see playing out in our lives on a day-to-day -day basis, service delivery that is failing, potholes everywhere, no water, no electricity, dysfunctional systems, which really, again, is also at the heart of, of, of what you do. So really, I think that you really have put your finger on why we're here today, because we have what we call the innovation chasm which is the gap between the brilliant science that we do to prove and demonstrate a solution or a concept in having a solution that is distributed at scale and being put to use in the environment in which it should be deployed. And that gap has to do with, maybe let me focus on two things for now. It has to do with just taking one technology after it has been proven to really, really tweak it, refine it and scale it takes huge amounts of money and that's what we call the runway for technology so between finishing the innovation in deploying in the market there's a runway that's required that requires I would call them a jockey or an entrepreneur to actually take it from our hands to create a business out of it because we're not in the business of we are innovators we're not in the business of offering the services to the market ourselves. So we need the entrepreneurs to actually take our technologies from us. Entrepreneurs who understand the sector, who understand the requirements of that sector, work with us, refine the technologies, and deploy them at meaningful scale. That's number one. Number two, you need deep pockets, you need capital. You need to take a lot of money to do all that de-risking of the technology, that refinement, that maturation, and then that's whether it is about manufacturing. When we finish, we probably make 10 demonstrators, 20 demonstrators. But when you go into the market, you need probably a factory that makes these things, that refines it to exactly what the users want. That takes deep pockets. So at the heart of our commercialization, uh, our commercialization company that we're launching today is the intellectual property that we create. It is the investment that we're going to put where we are inviting venture capitalists, private equity and others with deep pockets to come join us to collaborate in doing this. And of course, we're inviting entrepreneurs to come and license these technologies from us, create these businesses and take our products to market. So that's why we are here, to bring these three things logically together. All right, so we're going to continue the conversation in a moment. Dr. Mutodi, I'll give you a chance to come in. I see you also want to weigh in on this question. We'll do that after this quick break. Kathimo Sasana on SAFM. 
we continue the conversation on the talking point and we're still looking at the work that is being done at the CSIR in particular, um, this new entity that has been formed. This is CSIR. CSIR Cubed, the commercialization entity for lots of the products that will be and are being developed within the CSIR. Um, you wanted to also weigh in then on this gap that exists between innovations and the problems that, that we then face. Um, I'll give you a chance to do that before we get ready to conclude. All right. No, thank you, ma'am. I, I should say, in philosophy, we say questions are more important than answers. <laughs> uh, th that was a brilliant question indeed, and uh, my, my colleague gave a, a very stellar, a stellar answer to it. Now, another, another part of, uh, of, of, of this gap is the asymmetry of information. So there are decision makers who are in government. Uh, sometimes they might not be aware of what is brewing. Um, another one is the, it might be the deficit in terms of what capabilities are required to deliver services properly. So for us, we come from a point where we, if you look at, at the, defense, the defense sector, when they talk about the capabilities, very specific. So you're talking about the, the, the capacity, the, the people. Do they have the right skills? Do they have the, the right mix of skills? Do they have the facilities? Do they have the budget, the training, the proper change management when, when an improvement comes in terms of making things happen. So uh, in that sense, you, uh, uh, you, you find that, that also not, not, all the not all the people deployed in government will have the same level of awareness in terms of developing the right cap cap capability to, to deliver the services properly. So, but I've been encouraged uh, you know, uh, over the years um, uh, you know, with the way government is going in some of these things. Actually, there are very good discussions taking place, particularly in the security cluster, in terms of making sure that the innovation is aligned to the challenges that belie mm. and, and the gaps in, in service delivery. So uh, I watch this space. I think in, in, the next, uh, in the next five years or so, you'll see a lot of uptake uh, in, in terms of, and support for the, the solutions that have been developed. Mm. So, and, and this includes all the, the, uh, the departments in the security cluster, home affairs, defense, police, and all of that. The, 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 there is a very strong appreciation of the role of innovation in terms of closing the gap. And also, um, of course, that uh, is accompanied by the skills that are required to be able to do that. So we think that uh, that gap is, is shortening. All right. In in addition to the the, the, the pipeline for developing the, the technologies, of course, with the technologies you have jobs that uh, that then come online. You have uh, improved balance of payment mm. that come mm. online. Uh, so that's the two cents that All I right. wanted to add on. All Thank right. Th th thanks for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a quick call from Cecilberg. Jonas, good morning. Uh, good day, Kevin. Uh, yes. I wanted I wanted to ask uh, the gentleman there about uh, opportunities for blind uh, uh, SMMEs in skills uh, transfer and technology transfer, especially in construction, fabrication construction, things like welding, pipe fitting, boiler making, and, and other uh, And other? Yes, and other? I mean, and other uh, engineering fields. Okay. Okay. Yes. 
let me give Ntatamutodi a chance to respond. Yeah, Th thank you. Uh, th thank you for, for, for that question. We do have um, uh, the, a group in Smart Society that deals with, uh, with construction. They've been in built environment for, for quite a long time. Um, now, the, uh, I think what uh, we do work with, with SMMEs, and we 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 transfer uh, we trans we transfer uh, the, the, the skills in, in in some of this. So as part of our key performance indicators, mm. we monitor the, uh, the the activities of the CSR in empowering SMMEs uh, to you know to, to for uptake of, of new technologies for them to be more competitive. So I think uh, if the, if the gentleman is able to contact uh, the, the CSR. Uh, for will be able to, uh, to to address the whatever relevant uh, relevant sure. questions you might have. Sure. All right. uh, th th thanks. Thanks for that, um, Jonas and and Dr. Chikwamba. I'll perhaps then come to you as we wrap it up. We've we've literally got a minute left. You spoke about the fact that the idea really when you are showcasing this work these technologies is to say to industry to say to entrepreneurs venture capitalists that this is what we have come and invest in some of these projects how easy is it um for entrepreneurs who are out there to begin to learn more about what it is that 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 you're working on and also then put their hands up to be considered so this is why we are here exactly, to announce that we are actually there with the very express intent of supporting them to create industry, to create businesses from our ideas. They can access us from our website. And in fact, the capability that we're building here today will be a dedicated one that is meant to be outward facing, mm. industry facing, focusing on ensuring that our capabilities are visible, our technologies are visible. And we won't hand over a technology and say, there you go, go and run. No, we intend to hand over the technologies to them, but work with them all the way through supporting them technically to ensure that they are successful on the market. All right, fantastic. Thank you both for your time, Dr. Rachel Chikwamba and Dr. Mutodi Masirumule. All the best with the rest of the morning. Certainly, um, as you heard there, exciting things in the pipeline. Look, there are many things that don't work in this country, but I think there are also many others that do. And um, the work of the scientists at the CSIR clearly becomes an example of part of that.